Good evening, Patriots. And this is the end of Thursday, August 10th in the year 2023. I was just up on the upper part of the property. And just some amazing views. I haven't been up there really very much. And the sun is setting. And there's a point up high where you can look over the entire valley in a completely different direction. And really what struck me is this is the first time since we've had the property, and I've told you before, the first time in over nine years that I've been able to hike through these woods and hike on the hills and hike in mountains without my hip just screaming at me in this pain. I want to talk about pain tonight on a number of issues, but a number of levels. But it's, it really is a, it is really debilitating, and at the same time, I think the way God speaks to us to solve these problems isn't always the way we think. So I'm going to get to all that in just a moment. Right now, I want you to hear a message from Mike Lindell. Over the last 20 years, with all your support, we've been able to not only launch the original MyPillow, but also the MyPillow mattress topper, Giza Dream bed sheets, My Slippers, and the MyPillow bath towels. But there's so much more. In fact, we have over 200 products, and I'm so confident that you'll love each and every one of them that when you go to MyPillow.com now, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20 just for checking out the website. No purchase necessary. Get everything from my pillow blankets, sleepwear, kitchen towels, mattresses, duvets, pet beds, body pillows, comforters, couch pillows, bathrobes, and so much more. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. And remember, just for checking out mypillow.com, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20. No purchase necessary. This is a limited time promotion, so go to mypillow.com now. Take advantage of that. It's a, it is a free gift offer. You just have to click on the bar when you get on the site. And uh, it's there's no obligation, so it's worth taking advantage of. It's Mike's way of saying thank you to everybody. And equally, when you're there, check out all the great sales. By the way, it's cr- screwy as it sounds. I was talking about it on Brighty on TV today. Their dish towels are crazy good. And... I am. I use obviously. I mean, someone was laughing because it's like, why would Bards be talking about kitchen dish towels? Because I cook, and I hate towels that don't absorb. I can't stand them. You ever had those like hard finished towels, and you go to wipe something up, and it's like they don't absorb anything, and you're just left with this kind of muck everywhere. Yeah, well, that's not Mike's towel. So anyway, we're checking out. They've got some good sales on them right now too. So mypillow.com forward slash Bards promo code Bards. Pretty awesome. Pain. You know, we'd like to live a life without pain. And I think we would like to live in many levels pain free. And unfortunately, we are in a a meat suit. It's our body. And there's a lot of things in our body and a lot of things in our life that are that cause complications. Some of that is the lifestyle that we live. So if you've been athletic in your life and you've, you've kept the body limber and going, but even then, if you, we can, we've learned that if you overstress things that you can end up in a situation with tendons and joints being painful. And we've tended to look at our bodies as a very, as a physical entity with physical solutions. 
We also have the spiritual part of us that can bear a lot of pain. Those are emotional scars and injuries. Ultimately, these things combined with what's in our mind, what's in our heart, what's in our body, they end up all becoming elements that are just constantly nicking at us and slowing us down. This world in the fallen world, which we're in, is designed to wear us down. It's designed to be a parasitic experience that just wears on us and wears us down. And unfortunately, pain is one of those central things that if, it, if what's around us can accomplish pain in our body, it ultimately wears us down mentally and spiritually. The last four or five months, I have suffered through some of the most intense pain I've ever had in my life. So the hip was one thing, and that has lasted since 2014. And part of that, I should just say it this way, it kind of came and it would come and go, but it was a very intense pain. And it was uh, it was all caused by hyperextending the IT band on my hip when I was doing what's called high falls in Aikido back in 2014. And I, the interesting thing is when I would do Aikido, I could hardly walk during the day, but then when I would do Aikido, would, the pain would go away. But then when it, when I stopped, it would come back. And it really felt many times like my hip, and it was, it was that damaged. My hip was going to dislocate, which is a really creepy feeling, by the way. <clears throat> this last, as you, I've shared here in the last about four or five, about five months ago, I guess, I was rowing, doing a rowing workout, and I, what appears now is I raked my back and my, and, and, inflamed my lower discs, and then that led to what honestly has to be one of the most painful experiences ever, which is sciatica, and the intensity that I had it. And people who have sciatica, I know you know what, I'm, you know what that is. I mean, the pain is unbelievable. It's, it's crippling. And it left me in a very interesting place because it's a question of when you get into that pain and it doesn't go away, it feels like it's going to be there forever. And I've had hands-on praying. I've stretched. I've done all sorts of wild stretches to try to get it out. And finally, I came across, it was my neighbor who's a physical therapist, a really good one. He said, let me just come over and take a look at what you're doing. And when he pointed out, because I was still focused on the pain being where I thought it was, which was in the actual muscle and the area behind the leg. And his comment was, sciatica is one of these strange things that the injury is nowhere is not where you think it is. The injuries in your lower back, in your discs, you've inflamed them or, or you know, you've, you've disrupted that. And that's what's causing the pain in your leg. So there's a couple of things that come out of that from a spiritual point of view. And that is that often what we feel in pain isn't where, from where we think it is. We tend to translate things into our physical body and into our lives. And we don't always know the origin. And it's important that we find the core origins of where things come from, but we can't just right off the bat find them. And I think when we, especially when we get into physical and spiritual scars, one of those things that we have to do is kind of trace back and we'll find that even like this back issue, it was, which it ends up being, the sciatic ends up being a back issue which I was looking at it as one set of exercises, realizing later that it was the rowing machine 
And so I have to kind of take it back beyond that. It's like, what's caused that? Because I've never had that in my life. Well, you never had it in your life, except that I've been sitting in a chair for hours a day this last few years. And then I suddenly jump on the rowing machine and try to row like I was when I was competing in crew in 2000, you know, in like 1988, right? So what do you expect? I mean, there's, it's a complication of injury complicated by a lifestyle. And we start to unravel this, and it ultimately, pain is something that one way or another like this, it, I have to take, it, and for my sake, it, there's an accountability issue. So what caused it? What caused it was lack of exercise. I think some people would say that there's a, a lot of the spiritual looking at it was like I was under a spiritual attack, which I think is probably true and real in that piece. But it, when I when people were trying to just pray into it and heal it and looking for that prayer to be the answer, it wasn't working. And this is where things get kind of interesting because the pain itself, there were some exercises that I learned from the physical therapist that I started doing and they started to make a difference. Another issue that makes a difference is trying to change your mobility. But it was still there. That pain was still there. And then this is where I think we have to be open to how God speaks. Because I think a lot of times we would, it gets into this place that we would like to have all our prayers answered and everything healed. I think there's a, what this exposes to me is that there's a much more involved process than that. It is both physical, spiritual, and the way, the way in which we walk in the world. The one thing about pain is it can become a religion in itself. And once we get into pain, we start to change the way we function. We start to accept pain the way it is. And it starts to change the way we work in life. I don't care if that's physical or emotional. And I will tell you that right off. I mean, I've never realized how much I literally change the way I walk, the, my even my patterns in my day that I'm having to break right now because this pain is gone, but I find myself anticipating the pain and it's not there. But that's, a, that's another real big catch trap. And it's something that we all get caught in at one point or another because pain, pain can be overwhelming. And like I said, it becomes a religion in itself. And especially when we start to wallow in our own pain and we start to tell ourselves that, oh, you know, I can't do this because of pain. And we start to convince ourselves of doing everything other than what we need to do. But in this process, there was a lot of prayers made. And in this whole process, one of the people at Glad Tidings Church was praying on it for me. And she came to me and she said, this was back in, at Bard's Fest, actually. And she said to me, Scott, she goes, you have to tell the Lord that this pain is not of you. And so that's a pretty interesting way of looking at it. She said, I, she, had some, she had some severe pain she was dealing with. And she said, you have to pray and put that every day that this pain is not of you. So I think this for me was a turning point because I started to realize that I was taking on the pain and making it part of me, which I think is a huge issue here. And we do tend to do that a lot. Pain becomes our new story. Pain becomes, and like I said, this is emotional or physical, same thing. 
and we start to write our stories around pain. And so we start to modify our life around the stories that we write around pain. If it's emotional pain, we start to make compensations for that pain. Rather than dealing with the pain, we start to write new stories and and try to make those stories be our crutch. If it's physical pain like this, I'm literally changing my patterns in anticipation. And the irony is that what I'm doing, like I would get up and it, it it was so bad for a while that I could not get out of a chair or get out of bed without both hips so I had one basically on my back um, hamstring, which is where the sciatica was, on the other, my hip, screaming at me so much I could hardly move. And I was in tears. I mean, it was that level of pain. And I don't cry easy for this sort of stuff. And I'm determined to overcome it, but I'm also finding that I'm just so tired from the pain that I was just starting to weaken. And to hear those words, like, you have to pray into this and tell the Lord this is not your pain— a very significant part of that. Now, there was a lot of, a very significant part of changing my attitude towards it, which is a big part. I've had all sorts of great massage therapists and healers touch my leg and he, and work on healing, and nothing was sticking. And I think some of it was that I was owning the pain. And I don't think we can affect healing as much if we are stuck in a place of pain and we're owning it and making it part of ourselves. I don't think healing is very easy. And I, maybe, you know, if, if I was, if you or I had the powers of Jesus, that might be one thing. But the fact is that we show that we can heal people every week in our prayers, which is now our prayer Saturday. And just to remind everybody, prayers are prayer Saturday at 7 a.m. Pacific and 10 a.m. Eastern. So that's one thing right there is to show that we can heal through prayer. The thing is, part of it is the person that's receiving it has to be in a place of accepting. And as much as I'd like to say that I was in a place of wanting things healed, I don't think that I was in a place of truly accepting what that healing was. And in this case, I'm going to get to, there was more to the healing than just prayers. I knew that there was going to have to be a change in behavior. And I didn't, I think there ultimately I've learned that there has to be a change in a lot more of that. And I'm saying all this for anybody that's dealing with pain to reconsider how you are suffering through pain and what you're dealing with. Especially if you're dealing with chronic pain or, or debilitating pain. You're going to have to start looking at your pain differently. It has be, if it's become debilitating or, or perpetually chronic, arguably that pain has become part of your story in life. And it has now become part of your new normal. And I'm speaking here from absolute experience just recently. It has now been broken and I'm blessed, but there's a lot to breaking those chains. There was a guy I went to see once. He was a sales motivational speaker, very talented. And he, I've told this story before, but it's very relevant here. He he would talk about who hears ourselves the most. And as he would say is everything that we say, we hear before anybody else. And he would take his hands and he would put his hands in a, put his fingers together and he'd put them on his lips and he would talk and he would move his fingers to his ears. And the symbol that he he was making, the motion was to remind us constantly that 
every time we speak, we hear ourselves more than anybody else listens to us. So in the sense of pain, when we're dealing with pain and we're creating these OODA loops around pain, we are creating a regenerative cycle that's going into our feedback loop and we are reinforcing the pain. And that's one of the big challenges, especially in a system designed to impose pain in many levels, emotional, traumatic, financial stress, all these sorts of pains that it puts upon us, including the physical, it's very clear that this system is counting on the fact that people will take those pains and internalize them and then they become part of our new normal, thus limiting our capability and diminishing us within the space of being the children of the Most High. From the flip side of that, in looking at that walk in terms of heaven, the way I see that is just one of those amazing challenges that God gives us to overcome, to be an overcomer, and to learn how to become greater than that which our bodies want to tell us that we are. So I had that experience at Glad Tidings Church, and then Dave Bryan came up to me, and he asked how it was, and we prayed, and he says, listen, he says, if you can't be healed by prayer, then everything that I believe is wrong. And those words really settled into me. And it's like, that's a pretty profound statement and a, and a correct one. But what's limiting the healing? Now, this is where I'm going. And it, it is, as you know very well, that I have, as this marks four weeks tonight, that I've been on this carnivore diet. And the reason I'm leading into this is, Prayer was leading me somewhere. And when I finally started to hear those words that you can't be healed, if you can't be healed by prayer, then everything that Dave stood for is, is invalid. And he's correct about that. But it doesn't necessarily mean that just by praying, the pain goes away. This is my experience. And you can disagree with me, and that's fine. But I believe that we have an accountability in this world, and there's different levels of things to solve things. Sometimes God wants us to get have some surgery done. But the first place in all places is we have to turn to him to seek out a solution. When we take these things on our own and we walk with those burdens, we're going to end up right where we usually end up, which is lost in the desert. And so in the process of Bard's Fest, the healing prayers that we've been doing, the people that were praying on me were truly making a difference at another level to where I was changing my receiving place in me not only to receive the healing of prayer, but equally to receive what God needed me to hear to heal. Let me say that again, to receive what God needed me to hear to heal. And it didn't happen immediately after Bars Fest, but when we look at the time frame, pretty close because of where we are today. So shortly within a couple of weeks, I, I started listening to God in the nudges and I don't know exactly when the sciatica went away. It's all around the same time. So I can't, I want the sciatica went before the hip problem. But nonetheless, they're pretty close together within a few days. And so as I'm listening, as I'm studying other things, I, as I explained this once before, I'm, I'm kind of going a roundabout way. I'm looking at the problem of what's making people sick parasitic-wise I'm studying the parasites of, of spiritual parasites and I'm looking at the physical parasites and how they work in conjunction with one another. I'm sharing some of these 
research perspectives with Dr. Lee, Dr. Lee Merritt. She's exchanging with me. And as I come through this, I remember a, a video testimony, or I guess it was a blog I'd read about a year and a half ago. And then of a young girl, young woman that had been uh, almost debilitated to the point of unable to walk with basically like a, a version of chronic arthritis in all of her joints. And she was in so much pain and so desperate that she just started to look at anything possible and getting deep into what inflammation was causing, what caused inflammation. And it led her to the idea of eating only meat. And as I started to look at that and I'm, I'm looking at these other things, this thing that I hadn't even paid attention to called carnivore diet comes to me. And of course I start on it and I remember the morning, seven days in, that I got up for the first time in five months or so without sciatica and in the first time in nine years that my left hip was not screaming at me. And it was truly a godsend and blessing. The point that I was getting at here is that it wasn't, it was a combination of many things. I had to change my receptors, what I was willing to receive in terms of a blessing for healing. And I equally had to listen to God to be led to what things were going to affect healing. But what wasn't in the equation was me replaying my OODA loop of pain. And yet that's been some of the challenge over the last three weeks. Is that as I walk around yesterday, uh, let's see what today is today. So it was Tuesday. We were in building, putting together this walk-in freezer here at the property. And I, it was a hard day and I overstressed the hip a bit. Now keep in mind that this hip has not functioned normally for nine years. And the patterns that have developed around that now have to be unlearned and relearned. And that's part of giving ourselves a new presence in life. So there's a lot of spiritual metaphor here intentionally that as God gives us new eyes to see, God gives us new ears to hear, we're literally having to retrain and regrow, re, re represent our body into the world and we have to embrace the gift of healing and act and live into it this is truly what i believe and and i think that's a significant component when i look at all these people that are embracing healing and what i think when i look at myself over the last five years and we do prayers for people that are coming to us for prayers for healing i would say that those are coming to bars nation for prayers for healing are in a receptive point. I would say that myself, I wasn't it. I wasn't because I'd never, never sought healing through prayer. And I didn't honestly believe that healing in prayer was going to be effective for this. I believe in healing for prayer or through prayer, but I, I was doubtful for whatever reason. And I think part of that doubt is the fact that the pain, which is like everything else of the dark side whispers to you and tells you what it, but you're not supposed to believe. And so the, the words of Dave Bryant really struck me, as did the words of the intercessor that prayed for me down there. One, it's not of you, so give it back, because God 
tell God to lift it off you because God created a perfect being in this world. And that's a big part. Is it pain and, and the way we are structured in this world, we are we start to look at ourselves and especially with this narrative, we are not worthy. One of the worst corruptive elements within our the entire walk with Jesus that people have accepted is that we can easily fall into the trap that this is somehow a punishment and this is some somehow we're being dealt with by God. We do not have that type of a God. And that's something I need to be really clear about. Our God is a loving God, but in his, his hand of love is extended for such a long period. And he works and he works and he works and he works. But our God doesn't go out and say, okay, Scott, I'm going to put you through physical pain right now just because I want to see what you're going to do. Now, in the sense of the Job story, God may open the door for Satan to test us because he trusts in us so much that he wants Satan to learn truly, like, you aren't going to touch this person, but God will always restore. So I think that's another component of this, and I and, and these are pieces. This is not a seamless understanding of this problem, but there is another piece to this is, and I don't, I'm not going to say to you, God opened the door and said, Scott, you're going to have a Job moment, but... I think there's a point here that what pain provides us is a place of how do we endure and how do we listen and what is the greater lesson that we learn in life. This isn't something that God scripted out and said, I can't wait for you to learn the lesson of being railed by pain. But I do think that that's part of the process of what we, what we grow out of this. Now, I've seen some amazing miracles happen. Um, Marjorie, who has the school not too far from here and is, is the new Bards Nation school, which isn't ready yet, but it's coming. Her hands were completely crippled up, and I prayed with her on them, and I saw her hands, I don't know, about a week later, and they looked like they were renewed. I mean, and she was using them. It's amazing what healing can do. But again, we have to be receptive in our heart to that. But on top of that, she's also doing the carnivore diet. And here I am doing the carnivore diet. And I'm saying these things because I truly believe that there's the physical and the spiritual that work together that really make the, everything come together. And when we rely on one or the other, or we're trying to seek out through medicine, like our, we're going to go to see a doctor first. We're going to cure our cancer by going to a chemotherapy specialist or whatever they call them. I mean, I, are, I think that's when we start to get off track. Because the first and foremost place to go to healing, if we can't find the shepherd to lead us to healing, then it's to go to Jesus himself. And then to accept that in whatever form is led to as we get, but we have to have a relationship with him. And as we get to be shown the ways, then we get the spiritual peace and we get the physical peace. So I, I started the show by talking tonight about going to this point up here on the property, and it's on the top of the 80 acres. I rode the ATV up, and then you climb down this ridge line, and it's a, a place where I'm eventually hoping to put up a prayer um, platform where you can just sit and watch the sun, the, the, the backside of the sunset, and just literally, and you can see the sun rise there, and it's a place completely to connect with God. And with this, what has happened in this last week is, as I have, and this was the example tonight, I went to a place that I haven't been because my hip wasn't going to give out. 
And it's it's a completely like I've been reset back to my age twenties. And everything about your attitude starts to change, and that only further accelerates your healing. You know, Tesla said, and there's a lot of truth to this, that we're energy, frequency, and vibration. We're sitting in a meat suit, so to speak, but spiritually, that's what we're composed of. We know the frequencies, we know that vibration, and we know that energy are all tied together in our connection with, the, with our body of Christ. And when we bring those in alignment, there is no pain. Spiritual pain goes away. Physical pain goes away. But the problem is that in those three engines that are moving there, we get out of sync in those. And we become one of our greatest enemies. And this is where, again, like we reference the, the helmet of salvation. Well, the helmet is literally the protection against a lot of the whispering of the dark side and the, the father of lies that is constantly trying to encourage us to fail, to encourage us to not believe in coming in unifying. And I think that the more that we strive to bring ourselves into a unity with Christ, we find that the energy, frequency, and vibration of who we are starts to come into such amazing alignment that all the things that we are burdened by in this world that we're convinced to be burdened by more than anything start to go away. I know for myself, from Bards Fest this year to where I am right now. So Bards Fest is in June. First week, it's been two months effectively right now since Bards Fest. I know that the, the process that I have gone through with amazing prayer warriors praying for me, with my change in receptor, which is, I would say, is my frequency and vibration to receive the prayer. My ability, therefore, to hear God and guide me into a greater solution that wasn't just prayer, but then aligned me in with a way of eating, has transformed my life in a way that I, I'm still kind of coming to grips with, to be very honest with you. It's released me from an albatross that was holding me back on so many levels. And this is where I think has been one of the greatest eye-openers for me. It has, fr the freeing myself even from just the normal life pits and falls and things that we try to deal with, it's like as this shifted, everything went away. And part of that was to get the energy, the frequency, the vibration, all of those, which is really like tying in with the body of Christ. And suddenly you step into where you feel like you're walking more closely, not only with Jesus, but you're walking as a sovereign child of God in this world. I believe it's accessible and that pivot is possible for every single person. As a matter of fact, I have no doubt it is, because the one thing is we don't have an exclusive God. We don't have a God that seeks elitism. This is one of my pushbacks all the time on the worship of the Jews, which is just drives me out of my mind, because God does not create a special class of people that everyone else has to grovel at their feet to get to heaven. Once Christ died for our sins, we were all in that place. All we had to do was accept him. But when we start to put all these pieces together and we start to look at the authorities given to us to step on snakes and scorpions, scorpions was the cult to deal with internal 
afflictions. And snakes is the cult that was dealing with the external afflictions towards the flesh. And we had authority over all the demon, all the evil in this world. Those are profound things. So if we have that, why is it that we have afflictions of, of disease? Why do we have pain in our bodies? And the normal stance is, well, it's just part of living a physical world. I don't believe that. I think that what we're doing is somewhere along the way, we're glomming onto these stories that are everywhere to glom onto. And we're hanging on to them. And then as we hang on to these stories that are reinforcing our own, our own limitation and pain, we then build that into being a reality that becomes our albatross. We, have, we are not intended to walk with pain and burdens. And there's another one of these narratives that comes up in our pulpit that says things like, well, in this physical world, these are the burdens you must carry. Therefore, when you get to heaven, you'll be restored. Yeah, but heaven is supposed to come here to earth. So why, again, is everything we're doing geared towards going somewhere else to be fixed? And therein is one of the greatest transformations we have to make to be truly overcomers of this world. We have to start accepting that we can become all that God wants us to become right here and now. And that's going to run against the grain of many people who are going to tell me and try to tell others that it's not possible. We're sinners. We're intended to be punished. And I'm going to tell you that's a lie. We are sinners. I get it. I get that. But as far as like, you know, we, we have to be punished or we're not deserving, we're not worthy, that's just garbage. Because nobody puts their son up on a cross to be sacrificed for a bunch of people that are supposedly unworthy. I believe that we are so great and so profound as people that when we start to embrace who we are in this, this last five months as God's taken me through this thing, I've gained so much insight. When someone talks to me about pain, I've, where I used to shuck it off and go, tough it up, now I have empathy because I've walked that space. But empathy is part of love. And what I had before was arrogance. When we walk this place now, it's humbling. And to realize that truly this world can be overcome. The issue of the diet is important because there's no question in my mind that God has led myself and has led many others to this point. If you've followed any of these diet trends, and I have only from the perspective of a person who did a lot, has done a lot of fitness in his life, most of the stuff I cast out is just ridiculousness and people needing to do a I need to lose weight fast program. And so even that with that, I approach this entire thing of eating with that level of skepticism because I don't I have a lot of skepticism with any sort of quote unquote fad process of eating. Americans are the worst at it. They don't want to do the work, whether it's spiritual, physical, or even the consumption of food. They want it to be quick and easy. They'd love to take a pill and get it all fixed, which is not the way things get fixed. America is one of the only countries as well that doesn't treat for parasites. And let me double on down on that because even in the in the what we would call third world countries or second world countries, even their churches deal more with de- with deliverance than we do. 
Deliverance is seen as an outcast thing by the churches. Spiritual healing is seen as kind of a crazy thing by most churches these days. So we've we've moved ourselves into a place where we are void of the Holy Spirit to a large degree. And as we're void of the Holy Spirit, and then we start turning to the physical and mechanical things to fix the body, how do we expect to heal? You take it even a step further. I mean, we we walk, and you've heard of earthing, I think, if you've heard that term. We walk with insulated shoes. Used to be leather soles. Now it's now it's rubber soles, which insulates us literally from the, the connection with the earth. And we start to realize, and we then we put ourselves into dead stone walls and shut the door and we sit in pews and we're told by some dude behind a pulpit of how to relate to Christ, but we have to listen to what he says. And we're told what that relationship with Jesus is. And in that, it's all void of the Holy Spirit. Here's what I've learned in the last five months. When we start to strip away all of those parameters and go to a whole nother level, when we're willing to dig deep into what I call deep repentance and go deep and hard into ourselves, put ourselves before the throne, take responsibility in our lives, place it before God and ask us to heal. That's a beginning step. And as we start to do that and we start to deal with our own personal deliverance of breaking the bonds and chains of the, of the, of the demonic world, which is real. It's as real as your letter you get in the post box. It's there and they don't want you to know it's there because it keeps attacking us and sticking on to us or trying to become this parasitic element that draws us down. And when there's pain, it is amplified by a demonic influence. Remember, God put us here in a perfect form. We've walked in this world unprepared, ill-equipped, and open to, and subject to attack. And then when we continue to open our hearts up to the power of spiritual healing. And then we start to look at the fundamentals of how we eat. Those are fundamentals. It's interesting in the scripture because nowhere in the scripture does it talk to us about exercise. It's something I've reflected on a lot. We, we, we don't hear about the army's training. We just hear about armies fighting. I'm not telling you they didn't train, but it's just interesting. We don't hear about the armies doing ruck marches and running up the hills and doing CrossFit and doing these sorts of things to keep themselves in condition or preparing for the big war by lifting weights and and carrying, doing body carries up hills. None of that we heard, but we always hear about breaking bread in some fashion or another. And I think the key of this is what another part that I've learned here is that one of the in my in this walk that I'm having and I'm sharing here tonight is that we have again everything in our life has been inverted. Before we deal with diet, other than starving yourself to death, we push an exercise program. That was my own failing. But here's what I've discovered: my fitness has gone up exponentially, and I haven't changed my fitness. What I've changed is my consumption of how what I eat. And I've cleaned my food, both physically and making sure that every meal I pray upon to clean it spiritually. That's what prayer over meal was about originally anyway, to make sure there was no curses on it. Or to make sure that nothing, the animal wasn't cursed. 
And so when we start to pivot ourselves into a reality of accepting these different ways of healing, but taking away what we're learning, we have the spiritual and we have the consumptive piece. I have witnessed in my own life what otherwise can, can only be called miracles, and it's happened in four weeks. Not exaggerating when I talk about this ridge line up here. This ridge line I didn't walk because it's it takes good footing. I've walked it once. The last time I walked it, I almost fell off the ridge because my hip was bothering me so much. That was only a few months ago. That's the last time I went up there. And the pivot in four weeks isn't because I got in the gym and I was lifting weights and doing squats and all this other. It was spiritual acceptance and changing the medium in which I was willing to accept and what I was eating in form and function. And together, it was like igniting nitroglycerin in my body to where it just went off and everything happened. So to me, that starts to bring in the principles of the daily bread to nurture and feed ourselves appropriately spiritually and physically. Now, whether you choose or not to eat carnivore diet, I don't, that's up to you. You Let your research lead you to where it is. Let your prayers lead you to where it is. But I am telling you, when we get down to our daily bread and we look to the fundamentals of who we are and how incredible of a body we are, it isn't to say that I'm not working out. It isn't to say that exercise isn't important. None of those things. But the pillars of our life are the daily bread. The nurturing of the spirit and the nurturing of the body by the nutrition in which we put in it that is blessed and appropriate as God leads. And if we miss one, the other can't be maximized. So if we talk about healing on other people, and I'm going to talk about this on Saturday some, and we talk about praying for people on healing, part of that gift, I believe, when we receive it, is we have to now find a way to continue and maintain it. but we are incredible beings. We are not unworthy. Matter of fact, we are very worthy. And even greater is this restorative ability we have in our bodies, which is stunning. Nine years ago, to carry an injury for nine years, when you start talking about this, I've had people ask me if I was going to have hip surgery. I've had all this stuff. And I kept saying, no, 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 there's no way I'll ever do that anyway. But you come to accept, again, a pain, a burden, and it becomes part of our story. The core of all of this, the only story that we have is that which God gives us if we're truly being aligned with him. And that story, there is no story in there that says you are imperfect, you should walk in pain, you should suffer. We may have to suffer as a consequence of following him, but by design, we are not placed here to suffer, to carry the pain and the imperfections of a body which God designed. And when I look at all of this and I see what has happened in my own life in five months, in particular in the last four weeks, and then I look across to every single person whether they've been damaged by the vax, 
whether they've been born with disabilities, probably as a consequence of something in, in the womb. If they've been damaged by the vax early in their life or have other issues, what I see if we put the, the pieces together through prayer, our daily bread, spiritual and physical, there is nobody that cannot be healed to the perfection and glory that God intended. Nobody. And all of that's going to rest ultimately on us, our willingness to receive. Let's pray. Father, we're just blessed to be here tonight and really just truly honored and in, in so many ways humbled by just the way you guide us and lead us. And so much of the story tonight, Father, was my own in reflection to how you have led me, and I'm thanking you for that, truly. There's a process of breaking the chains, the chains that I was in part responsible for building into my life as regular normal, not listening and not seeking the perfection which you had put before me. So, Father, I'm just going to encourage in a prayer tonight that people receive, one, the place that we must let go and of the burdens which we put upon ourselves. We must, must seek to break those chains. And so I'm praying tonight, Father, that where we have chains that are anchoring us and holding us back, that those chains are now broken. In fact, Lord, tonight I'm declaring this in the in the blood of Christ, that the chains that are holding people back, whether it's a spiritual pain or whether it's a, a physical pain, those chains are now broken. So, Father, I'm asking as well that in that moment of breaking that there is this filling of the Holy Spirit to give clarity and to offer that restorative healing that this Holy Spirit can bring. And equally, Father, I'm... I'm declaring tonight a transformation in thinking to take our lives as walking with you in alignment with you and understanding that if we are in pain so would you so if we are truly in alignment with you there is no pain and as we settle into that place and open ourselves up to put ourselves before the throne to seek your face, let us be renewed with new eyes to see, refreshed ears to hear, and truly a pain-free walk in a restorative walk, a moment with the Holy Spirit that will bring us up to truly let us be the children of the Most High. Guide us and protect us, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name, amen. I think you can tell I'm still working through some of these perspectives and thoughts. And it, it is a bit of a discussion more than anything tonight to relate to you my experience. But it is profound. And it's a testimony that has really opened my eyes in deep ways to where of how much we can transform and change our bodies, our minds, our souls, our spirits. We talk a lot about accepting Christ and being renewed. That is the, just the beginning of step of any of this. 
We are constantly being renewed throughout our lives. And as we lean into these greater places and listen to Father of where he leads us, I think we'll be amazed at the sort of doors that open and the sort of healing that can be brought about. But the first place we always have to turn is to turn to him. And when we begin that process, whether it's an ailment, whether it's a broken bone, whether it's a cancer, whether it's a tumor, whether it's a blemish on your skin, whether it's a pain in your, in your back, whether it's sciatica, whatever it is, and we're turning to him first. It's not a pleading and is a turning to him and saying, Father, this is not mine. And I think it's there that the true power and sense of deliverance begins. One last comment on this. And I, I, I reflect on this pretty clearly because the five months or so that I went through this painful sciatica, it was five months I had to go through before I was... I let go of that story and truly turned to him. And this is somebody, I mean, I, I turn to Father all the time, but I mean in a deeper, deeper way. Sometimes we have to have the pain for us to let go to find him, which is what he's waiting for. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tomorrow. Actually, no, I won't. Bended Knee tomorrow is Duncan's. This is, for now on, Fridays, a Bended Knee is Duncan's show. I mean, he'll be here, but it'll be Duncan running it. And then tomorrow night, we have a special on Bards Fest tomorrow night with a lot of big announcements. So make sure and tune in. We're going to bring everybody up to date and get ready for the event. There's a lot of big announcements coming tomorrow night. And then Saturday morning is our prayer Saturday, 7 a.m. Patriots, until then or until the next time, God bless, good night, thank you, and out for now. Oh, I want to feel something I just want to breathe again Dive into the deepest dead Oh